This is the audio podcast version of the weekly Google Plus Hangout, that is, Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Each week we dive into the world of SDCC, con culture, and all the stuff and nonsense that surrounds it. This is Season 2, Episode 35, the last podcast of this 2015 series, and recorded exactly two weeks after the exciting, exhausting, exhilarating epicness of San Diego Comic-Con 2015. Myself, Lena Sultana, and Alyssa Franks and Michael Levenfall from the Friends of CC Forum and Katrina Dennis from Movie Pilot gather around, share our experiences, and pick through the highlights and lowlights of this year's con. And welcome to A Cup of Tea with an Englishman in San Diego, talking Comic-Con with two weeks now since San Diego Comic-Con 2015. And post-con blues is just drifting over social media like nobody's business. It's like a a really nasty funk, which is just um, over everybody. It's it's gone, but we're... We've still got things to talk about, and also we can look forward to uh, all sorts of other cons, and indeed we can even look forward to San Diego Comic Con 2016. But we'll get back to that. We'll uh, let's now talk about um, this year and about uh, the goods, the bads, the pros, the cons, and also just what we all took away from it. Um, I'm, I'm going to quickly go through the uh, the guests because I've been told I do ramble uh, with the guests, so let's just crack straight on with it. Uh, let's uh, welcome Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CC Forum. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? I am well. I am well. Uh, successfully navigated the blues, I think, primarily by diving into all sorts of uh, technical stuff, which just kept me totally distracted. Thank God for you know, complicated problems that need solving. Okay. It keeps you distracted, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Fair enough. Okay. I just go straight for the beer. Speaking of which, um, <laughs> speaking of which, hello Michael. Michael. <laughs> hello, Michael. How are you, sir? I am good. I'm good. I'm pretty much past my coast, post uh, SDCC depression. I have, I have Gen Con next week, so, you know, I have that looking forward to me. And speaking of beer, today I'll let everyone know I am drinking a Yingling summer wheat. Oh, very um, nice. Normally, though, I would be drinking from my Defend beer mug, but in honor of SDCC, I have my Vikings horn, which I will be proudly drinking from throughout the show. <laughs> Excellent. I, it's got to be said, I mean, it is a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. I have my cup of tea, and I am going to start insisting that we have cups of tea, although uh, on the Tuesday before con uh, this year, I attended the Nerd Foo uh, podcast where I basically just got beer thrown at me, and you know what, I'm liking this idea, I, I may just have to rename the entire hangout, uh, yeah, but Michael, I think you're on to something here, sir, uh, yeah, but for now, uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on tea, so there. It's, just, it's your after dark show, a pint of beer. With it's a pint of beer with, with a New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> you can make that two New Yorkers if you ask. A, a, a pint of beer. I think that's where I've got an issue with it. A pint of beer. Singular. <laughs> what the holy hell's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
A round of beer. A round of beer. Uh, that I can go with. Well, well, hang on. That is, that's even worse. I'm buying rounds now? I'm buying rounds now? No. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm falling down a rabbit hole. You're not providing any tea either, so. <laughs> Hello, Katrina. How are you? <laughs> Hello. Now, Katrina was up a little bit late last night. I mean, I was as well, but Katrina was at a house party last night, and she was. Were you what? What were you doing with Star Wars? It was you. Do you did a periscope on something? Oh, I was playing, I was at a party last night, and they had a, an N64 set up, and we played uh, Rogue Squadron, and I played uh, a couple levels of Shadows of the Empire, and I forgot how extremely hard and irritating that game was. I love it so much. <laughs> do you, I mean, I know that you, you you are a gamer. I mean, do you get to go to, like, the Nintendo room and the Xbox room? Yeah, I, um, well, I, I didn't check out the Xbox Lounge uh, this year at Comic-Con because, frankly, I don't care for Xbox. Um, but I did go to the Nintendo Lounge. I go there every year. It's, I you know, I go to E3 to cover it as well, so it's kind of like a mini refresh of everything that was E3, but you can actually, like, get your hands on it because... For some reason, getting into the Nintendo room and playing a game there is so much easier at Comic-Con than it is at E3, which is <laughs> a little funny to me. So. Well, I think I think it's probably because it's such a walk to get to that bloody lounge. Yeah. I think everyone's yeah. just like, they just prefer to either sit down and watch or just take a, take a breath. To just yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was a, that was a yeah, the gas lamp seems to get bigger every year. Like yeah. I, I attended a, two events at um, uh, not the the Marriott, but was what, what is it? The Hilton, not the Hilton, the Hyatt, right next to it. And just like walking there, I was like, this is gonna take forever. This is terrible. I hate it. And then I finally got there, and it was great. But yeah, <laughs> this feels like feels like San Diego is getting a little bigger, or I might just be getting. Tired no, and older. No. Well, that's that is that is going to be the the first thing I'm I'm going to bring up because um, I think it is certainly um, I mean it's been the last couple of years where um, the campus, which is what uh, CCI have christened it, where Comic Con International has expanded beyond the convention center, is now taking up spaces in the hotels. It has done for many years, but this year and the last couple of years it's gone even further out to theaters, out to the um, the library, and the whole thing does seem to be one hell of a walk from one end of San Diego to the other side of San Diego. Um, I think, I mean, everyone talks about it being kind of uh, great because it's allowed the con to grow. But the question I want to put to everyone now is, has it actually grown too far in that you now really can't reach everything because it is so far spread out? Put that question to you now. Um, is there actually too much at San Diego Comic Con? Well, a lot of people have thought that there's been too much at San Diego for a long time, but the more the merrier. I mean, that's what makes it fun, you know, is that there you have to make the choices. You've got to make, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. You know, I, I tried to get to the library and didn't. Um, I tried to get to one of the other places and didn't. But I actually did. I still got my bracelet on for Nerd HQ. Was able to get to see Mr. Robot. So, which is cool. Um, so I, I, I don't think there's a problem with it. Um, it is tiring. It is long. You do have to prep. I should have been in better shape. 
Absolutely. That's been the comment I've heard from a lot of people that their yeah. car, their calves are killing were killing them <laughs> on Tuesday Wednesday. It was it really started really hurting uh, mm-hmm. as, as post con. Um, what about yourself, Michael? I mean, was it a case of sticking in one place or? You know, in one focus area, or what were you trying to get around as well? I mean, I got around a fair amount. I did a little bit of everything for myself. Um, I like the fact that there is so much to do, actually. My, my biggest issue is the bottlenecking, because if you were in the gas lamp area on Friday, Saturday, around noon one, you could not... Walk. It, it's just impossible to walk around, and that's my problem. It just seems that it's that it's good that there's a lot of stuff, but it's all in a lot of it's in that one little area, and that's the one area where you can only cross the street or at the other end of the convention center, which creates a very very big bottleneck, which slows everyone down. So I think the for me the issue is not that there's so much content, but that it needs to kind of there needs to be better spread out or better walkways so you could get to where you want to go a little easier and not have to feel like squeezed in or it takes or you know you knowing that something's starting at one but you have to leave at twelve just to get there. Yeah, I mean I, I think a lot of people are actually starting to learn about the um, Harbour Bridge uh, walkway going from Petco to the Hilton. I certainly used it a lot more this year. Uh, to try and avoid the gas lamp crowd, and also to um, get to uh, Petco, to also get to, yes, the Tilted Kilt. Um, but uh, I, I actually used the Tilted Kilt as a, um, a linchpin because a lot of people didn't know where the public library was or how to get to it. Um, and I've seen a lot of comments about that. With the Tilted Kilt, with, with me, it was go to the Tilted Kilt, turn right, it's right there. Uh-huh. Um, admittedly, there has been some issues with the signage inside and where they could find rooms. Um, if you are watching this, if you are in San Diego or if you can get to San Diego, uh, I'm going to do a post tomorrow about it as well. Do head to the Art of Comic-Con exhibition, oh, yes. which I know a lot of people miss because there was a lot of things <laughs> distracting people in San Diego. Uh, I managed to make it kind of like a couple of days after Comic-Con, I managed to get down for a couple of hours. And while it is in one room and it doesn't take up a massive amount of space, you can spend a good couple of hours in there because there is so much cool stuff in there. It's running until the middle of August, I believe, or the end of August. Do go check that out because it is a a hell of an exhibition. Um, What about yourself, Katrina? Um, Was it a case of all over the place or were you... I mean, where where did you spend most of your time uh, well, I was doing reporting for movie pilots, so I was in and out of the gas lamp, really. It just depended on where my appointment was, which, as always, makes the convention well, the number one place to lose weight uh, for me every year. So I, I dropped eight pounds every week. Kept it off? And I was eating, and it's not like I'm I'm not doing stuff. It's just you know when you're when you're doing media, you can be uh, like over in like room nine in, in the convention center at one point, and then you have to run directly to the Hard Rock like within the next ten minutes. So it was a an experience, which also uh, that point Michael brought up was completely valid. I don't know why, but um, that that one street they close up right over right under the gas lamp arch. I don't know which street that is, but. I'm not understanding why that's not being utilized more because it's a big open space, and I think all of those like smaller offsites that are 
crowding up in front by the train could move that way. Like, not Assassin's Creed or anything, but, you know, the small TV presentations. Like, we should start utilizing that street as if it were a block party. And I say we as if I have any... (laughs) I mean, the... The... Um, the venue next door to the Hard Rock, uh, which I believe is actually, it, um, it used to be the Sci-Fi, um, I, I think it still was, it was the Sci-Fi. Yeah, Sci-Fi bar. always has it. Are you talking that kind of thing? Kind of like utilizing? No, 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 you know that street, like they, you know how they seal the street off for the yeah. weekend? Um, I think they always do that starting Friday. We should, they, I mean, they, they... They should put stuff there. <laughs> build, build, actually build structures right in the middle of the street, I think, yeah. is what you're trying to say, Katrina. Because it's closed yeah. anyway. But yeah. I don't know what, this, what the laws are for that with the permits, but I totally agree, Michael, to, to round back to that point. But otherwise, you know, the con was fun for me. I'm, uh, I'm a, a believer of using every free ride you can possibly get at Comic-Con, so I did all my research beforehand, and I rode with Adult Swim. I rode... Uh, like three or four different pedicabs. Most of them are free before six this year. Um, so I just rode those. There were like, uh, there was the, um, uh, another period, uh, giant old style car ride, which was really cool. So I got in and out and all around where I needed to go pretty fast whenever I didn't run. So I don't know. Navigation is pretty easy for me because I'm five feet tall and I can weave through people because I'm from New York. So. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I'm, I, I would consider this a special case, but it was definitely still very irritating, and I think the crowd should be centralized in a place where people don't need to walk or run, you know? It's el- I can just imagine her going through crowds, elbows, punch, poke. Yeah. Out of my way, out of my way, out of my way, out of my... You just have to wiggle through. It's fun. Like, it really is. Once you do it and you learn the skill, it's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, you'd see like a little blur going like, fuck you, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got disconnected from a few friends, uh, Mike and Michael was one of them, and they ended up, it was in the Star Wars walk from uh, Hall H to the, um, the place where they were doing the thing. And I mean, I was like, I don't know hundreds of yards back and they're like oh you're never going to find us you know and I was there like within two minutes because I knew how to do it you know and everybody else was like how'd you get there well crowd weaving yeah. well I mean I, I know I know that actually with people sort of grabbing the codes for uh, Uber from Colony and a bunch of other promotions as well I actually know people that were catching cabs from Nerd HQ yeah. to the, uh, the Hilton Using Uber backwards and forwards, I, I heard about that story as well, and so sort of like utilizing the uh, the freebies. Thanks, Colony. That was yeah, Colony hey. hooked it up this year. Absolutely. If anything, you got me back to the airport. Cheers. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, I, something I completely forgot to mention. Yes, there's the Q and A that's open uh, on the Google Plus event. Do jump in on. That if you want to uh, have a chat, uh, there's a bunch of people already that's joining us. Hello, hello, Ashala Allen. Uh, my highlight was the Hall H Heroes Reborn panel on Sunday. Low light was definitely getting sunburned in the Hall H line on Saturday. Oh, yes. You were not on your own. Um, uh, what else? Uh, Rick G. Uh, the, good th- uh, the good thing about having the campus is that it lightens the load at the convention center. I definitely felt that this year. That's not the first time I've heard that. Um, in fact, uh, I've heard kind of 
mixed reports. People have turned around and said, no, it's been just as busy as usual. But I've also heard people say that it has been a quieter con inside the exhibition center, of the exhibition floor, sorry, because there has been more things to see. What's your take on that? How's you've, how have you felt it? I, I thought that the at times in the bigger areas, it's just as crowded. You know, if you want to get into, like, the Warner Brothers area, the Lionsgate area, the basic center of the convention center, it was crowded the entire time because I was walking up and down that hall most of the show. Um, but maybe at the outer edges, it was a little quieter. You could get a little bit more room to walk. I didn't spend much time on the floor this year, so I don't really know. But my sense was that it was lighter, um, to run contrary to what Mike is saying. Sorry. That's unusual, That's unusual for you, because you usually spend, you try and spend a lot of time on the exhibition floor. Especially, art, I mean, I did Artist Alley for the first time this year. Yeah. I have just discovered my, <laughs> I've discovered my new favorite place. Oh, my God. It was, oh, that was amazing. Um, yes, I'll be doing Artist Alley more often because because it was I was I, I, I went there to kind of talk to people, get some interviews, and um, kind of get some books signed as well, which was rather cool. But yeah, it was the first time I'd actually gotten into the Artist Alley and really kind of rooted around and uh, saw exactly how they had it laid out. Um, Clydeine Nee, who runs that, has got it absolutely sweet as a nut. Um, it's a shame that um, obviously there was the uh, the financial drop-off with the sponsorship from uh, DeviantArt, but um, I didn't. I don't know what the difference was. So if anyone uh, can tell me what from previous years what the artist alley difference was, but I certainly enjoyed I, it. I don't think that there was a, a necessary difference because I think uh, right after DeviantArt said that they weren't sponsoring it. David Glanzer or someone else came out and said, you know, well, we're, we we got it covered this year. You know, it's going to look and feel the same. Because I, I walked through it la last year and this year, and it felt pretty much the same as as the previous year. Yeah, it really did feel with David Glanzer's um, uh, report. It just said, yeah, they said they've dropped out, but we've cashed a check. So we're, we're fine. We're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, it. That's how it felt to me. But no, it was cool. Um, do jump in with a Q&A, and also, if you want to use Twitter, you just use the hashtag. Don't even have to tweet us individually. Just use the hashtag CupOTSDCC, and uh, we'll pick that up, and if there's any comments you want to make. Um, oh, wait, I have a thing to say about the floor. Go for it. I wasn't on it, um, I wasn't on it too much this year, but what I noticed is, uh, and this is something DC has done a lot for the past few years, the, the booths have more in-and-out points. Uh, like Lucasfilm's booth had uh, eight or nine different exits, so that even if one part of the booth was super crowded at one point, you could still get in and out of it. Um, and I've, I've noticed that a lot more, like, uh, big-name people, like studio people, are trying to keep their booths like that. So that might be, that might be a reason people felt lighter, because it was easier to get in and out, you know. I found it interesting with those booths because it's like, well, DC certainly kind of like used it as like a, uh, the corner section, corner section, mm -hmm. and a couple of middle sections. And yes, you could just kind of like wander around. But then it was a case of at one end there was whatever they were selling and then the line just went round the booth. So it kind of like yeah. all kept it together. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I found with DC um, there was a lot of free flow and lots of stuff mm -hmm. to see as well. So that was cool. Uh, what, what was actually, actually, to to bounce off Katrina, um, 
speaking of that, like, for example, Mockingjay, the, the Lionsgate booth, actually is a good example of that. Because if you were at San Diego two years ago, they shared this booth with Summit. And they had, and I was actually talking to one of the, like, head guys at Lionsgate, I forget his name. And he was saying, yeah, we hated that booth with Summit, because it was just, like, this little, like, white booth. There was only one entrance. People were circulating. It was causing, like, fire marshal hazards. And this year, you know, the way that they had the setup, it just worked a lot better. So I, I would certainly agree with that. Cool. Uh, Carol Hansen agrees. Uh, the larger campus may be what was responsible for the floor being slightly easier to navigate. I actually found that, uh, I mean, the old rule uh, for those that have been doing it for a couple of years is if you want to get to one end of the convention uh, center, you kind of come out and you go down the outer corridor. The outer corridor was absolutely rammed this year. Uh, just people kind of just crashing out or just kind of trying to get their bearings. So it was actually easier to just go around the kind of like the outside of the, sorry, the, the outer ring of the convention center, not that main corridor. I think a lot of people were using that outer corridor because the Wi-Fi was better this year, I think. Huh. What do you, what's been the reports on the, uh, the forum on that? I just, I thought it was stronger. Um, I, to be honest with you, I don't know. I tend to shut the Wi-Fi off and just use my phone and accept the fact that I'm going to pay, be paying for data that month and just, just do it. I don't think I actually went even to the WB and Fox booth, that end of the, the hall at all. I'm trying to recall what they look like, and I wasn't even at that end of the hall. So I'm not one to talk about how to get back and forth because I clearly didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just stayed down at the other end. I don't even think I, – I, I went to the Marvel booth on preview night, and that was it. The Marvel booth on preview night was bedlam. Um, I think a lot of people, I mean, I spoke to um, a couple of people, including um, uh, the, the guys who run the booth, and I was getting two different stories. From the people who were running the booth, they were turning around and saying, um, no, it was fine. Um, we've had a couple of issues with lines and stuff, but uh, it's just people, oh, yeah. not, pay yeah, people, not, people not paying quick enough. <laughs> As soon as that sorts itself out, it'll be fine. And then you talk to people in the line and say, those tills ain't working, and we've got two lines, and what the hell's going on? Um, and and they're handing out repop bags at San Diego you, Now, you, you mentioned this on the post-hangout, and yeah. you, this, just, this tickled you. Go on, explain, explain what, you, what you mean. Go on. When, when I... I went to the the um, the Marvel booth on preview night to get the pins because that was that was high on my list of things and I got all the pins that I wanted. Um, once I got through, they handed me this Reed Pop bag, um, CCI and Reed Pop competitors. Uh, you know, I mean, they both produce cons and all that sort of stuff. But for Marvel to be advertising Reed Pop on the CCI show floor on preview night just it it didn't it tickles you didn't it well yes <laughs> it just didn't seem very respectful I think is the way to put it oh, okay <laughs> that's, that's interesting because I, I actually remember last year in the Lucasfilm area Reed Pop actually had a booth selling celebration badges tickets to celebration 
Oh. In, Lucas, in the Lucasfilm area last year. But that's that's kind of a little different than than having one of the major uh, players in the industry um, advertising your competitor's product. Mm. So that I found that funny. I found that absolutely <laughs> hilariously funny. <laughs> but I, I also didn't have a problem with the Marvel booth, but. Um, I wasn't going for any of the freebies or any of the posters or anything like that either. I am just so, from what I've been hearing, I'm just so glad that I didn't go for any exclusives on preview night or the, or the Thursday. It just sounded like it was a little bit mm. uh, chaotic. Uh, I think the only thing that I actually went uh, straight for, for on the preview night was uh, I went down to the J. Scott Campbell uh, booth uh, oh. in, uh, to get a couple of books signed and also pick up one or two bits and pieces as well, at which point I'm talking to the guy and he's signing away and he, I'm going, we'd love to have you on the, the hangout if uh, possible. We'd love to have you join us. At which point he then turned around and said, uh, well, unfortunately, um, I have to say no because if I say yes to you, I have to say yes to everybody else and my time is uh, it's a bit chaotic uh, is in, in the first place. I said, okay, um, well, is there any chance I can talk to you for five minutes so I can put it up on the website? Yeah, unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit busy. I'm not going to get the chance to, to do that. And, uh, yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to have to say no. Um, how about an email interview then? And he, yeah, but that's even longer. I have to sit down. I have to <laughs> log in. I have to, and I'm just going, okay, I'm getting shot down in flames. Big style here. So I'll just take my comics and run then, shall I? And so, yeah, that, that was pretty much all I did. And then it was a case of running around and uh, seeing how everyone else uh, was doing. I did go to the Funko booth. It did seem a little bit easier than last year, but certainly still very chaotic because that's just sheer weight of numbers. I uh, did manage to speak to Cameron Duell from uh, Funko. I know that leading up to uh, Comic-Con this year, I said that we're going to try and get Funko on the Hangout, and it's something that I haven't addressed yet, uh, so I might as well do that real quickly now. Um, we wanted to try and get them on uh, before Christmas and up to around December, uh, to January, February time. Uh, we were dealing with their current um, or their marketing uh, person at that time, which was uh, Stephanie. Uh, she was more than up for coming on, and she turned around and said, "Come and speak to us closer to the con. We'll give you some freebies. It'd be fantastic. It would be, would be great." At which point they then changed uh, uh, marketing person, and it was Cameron Duell who took over. Who then turned around and said, "You know what? I think we'll talk to you after the con." The reason being was this. They understood that the whole issue with um, vendors getting onto the, into the lines uh, to get uh, Funko exclusives, literally as the doors opened, was an issue for them. And they wanted to solve that problem. But very much like uh, when uh, Ace Parking announced that they were going to make these big changes and then everything went horribly wrong with uh, their site, unfortunately. Uh, Funko wanted to just do this con and just make the changes the best they could. It was a case of more people uh, monitoring um, what was going on. Obviously, people were slipping through that particular net, but they did what they could, uh, trying to negotiate the lines and get them better. Please, if anyone was trying to go for Funko, jump in on the Q&A and let us know what your, your take on it was, because mm -hmm. it was a busy, busy booth. But I did talk to Cameron Duell, and I'll be putting the... I, uh, the the um, interview is up on the YouTube channel for An Englishman in San Diego, but I'll do a post around it tomorrow, so if you do want to check that interview out, because I think it's very big. Uh, did you get any exclusives? Do you do that at all? Um, um, oh, go mm. on, Katrina. No, Katrina, go for it. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the exclusives I got were primarily because of press stuff. So I got the um, I got this cute bag from Petco's Lucasfilm spot in their booth that uh, it's um, this Chewbacca tote, bag. and in it came a Chewbacca bone and uh, a print of the the Chewbacca logo. Um, what else? And then I got a USB cable, and yeah, so it was like this little press only bag uh, but otherwise I ended up scoring um, some exclusive figurines from D which was cool uh, but I they, they're in this like box so I'm not much of a collector sadly uh, most of the stuff I saw there was stuff I might be able to get on the internet later so yeah this, like, is, where, this, should... is, where, this is where the Q&A just go well if you're not wanting it <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very happy with what I have but yeah <laughs> Or actually, if I if I can interrupt for half a second, then we'll go back to Mike. I'm um, speaking of that. What Katrina said. There's a number of sites that are opening up now. Like I think the Hasbro site is having um, their sale in a day or two, as is Maddie. Their after con sale. So keep an eye out on that. Mike. Mike. Mike got his exclusive, so Mike is happy. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got my Hasbro stuff, so I'm very happy with that, including my little Stormtrooper um, and the big Devastator. I did Lego, so I got my Legos, which, you know, for all the changes that they did this year, still worked out for me, so I'm happy with it. Um, and then, I don't know, one or two smaller things. I got a Mondo, and I got um, this little figurine from I, uh, World of 3A, which is in the IDW uh, booth area, so I did pretty well for myself. I'm pretty happy, uh, and then all the free swag that I picked, you know, got. I tried not to pick up like a lot of the like bad, what I consider bad stuff, but stuff that I would actually only want. So I came home with actually like almost six, seven new shirts, all freebies. <laughs> really nice shirts too. Nice. I'm trying to work out where I got mine. Well, Caroline got my wife. Caroline got me uh, two new shirts, which were of the San Diego Convention Center. One of them was um, with the Marvel characters, the Avengers sort of like crawling all over it. And the, the other one was a Star Wars one with Boba Fett in the front ground. It, oh, both of them convention centers. So they're, they're actually two of my favorite yeah. Comic-Con shirts. <laughs> As it happens, um, I'm probably wearing my favorite um, Comic-Con-related shirt, which is the WonderCon shirt, uh, which was Babs Tar. Um, that was actually got for me by Khan. Thank you very much indeed uh, for getting me that. Um, I do actually have the Flash shirt as well, but I can't bring myself to wear it because I don't like it. Um, I still, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, and this will be the last time I say it. I still think they should have used the, uh, the spirit design, and I wasn't a massive fan of the uh, flash design. There we go. Right, let's have a quick rundown of uh, the, some comments, uh, especially, let's go for highlights. Uh, you three, once we've done this. So, highlights. Uh, this was from uh, Barbara Henderson. Highlights. Bumping into, seeing a lot of celebs this year. J.J. Abrams bumped into me. Joss Whedon was also super nice. Survived press rooms and crowded photo lines. Photo agency. Extremely happy with pics uploaded. You're going to have to share the link for that, Barbara. We'd like to see uh, what pictures you took, because that would be rather cool. Um, Tristan Stewart. My highlight was finding out about a FedEx office within the convention center. Uh, the, which uh, I think a lot of people was 
were finding a lot of bulky stuff to send home. Uh, the low point being that I didn't know about it in previous years and all the hassle I had to go through with mailing things. You see, you learn things new every day. So, yep, uh, we'll see if we can find out next year. I think we'll have to find out where that is so we can point everyone in that direction. Mark Velez, uh, my highlights were the Star Wars panel in All H on Saturday and meeting up with my online Comic-Con friends. My low light was the whole H next day line and how long it takes for the wristbands to get handed out. We're going to come back to that. Uh, we'll do this first, though. Uh, let's do the highlights of uh, the guests. So, um, Michael, what was your particular highlight of Con this year? Um, Pick it, one. One. One Star Wars panel. And I have to say, it, the panel itself was very fun. Um, but I just have to say, walking with 6,500 other people after J.J. Abrams says... You know, let's go to a free concert was, it, it, it was almost, it's almost undescribable. It's very hard to, to, to talk about how it felt because a lot of people are shoved, you know, like during the con, a lot of people are trying to get where they want to go. So there's a lot of shoving, pushing this and that. I've never seen 6,500 people and I'm from New York also. So I get the shoving and the, you know, the crowds and that, but I've not seen as many people as that walk as calmly as happily and and just it, just the feeling around it and then you know you go through the free concert you know there's fireworks a free lightsaber it, it was just you know very hard to describe just just the feels. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the stuff, um, Katrina. What was your one highlight this year? My number one highlight was something that only lasted for two hours. Uh, I had an absolute blast at NBC's. Um, blogger party at the Andaz Hotel, which uh, I don't even know how I ended. I got the invite the day before, and it was great. And they were there. There were a couple people, you know. Uh, uh, Amy Alexander was there. The guy who plays um, horn rim glasses uh, from Heroes was there. So it was really nice. It was a event, and it was a beautiful view. And I got to really like talk to to people and pick their brains and stuff. So it made for some great editorials. Hey. Um, yeah, if you do want to check out uh, Movie Pilot's um, uh, coverage as well, because they did a very good uh, summary of uh, 2015 as well. Excellent post on that. Um, Alyssa, what was your highlight this year? It has to be the panel, uh, the Wrath of, of Bloggers panel on Thursday morning. Yeah. There's no question about it. Uh, that's, uh, you know, being being first-time panel person was was absolutely fabulous. I really enjoyed that, uh, and a lot, uh, and it was, went by so fast, and um, and the the party the night before um, to to some extent, but uh, it was really nice to uh, be up there with Tony, and I was so just privileged that he asked me to be part of the group. So cool. Um, I was going to pick the the, uh, the the panel as well, but I thought you know I'd be a little bit. Uh, uh, modest about that and move on uh, to something else. Um, for me, it's going to be something which I don't think many others will have picked because it was wrapped up in a day which had a lot of highlights, uh, which was Saturday in Hall H. Um, while um, you had the Fox stuff at the end and you had Marvel at the beginning and it was all fun and, and games, um, there were two panels which absolutely just thrilled me right in the middle. And it was The Hateful Eight, uh, from Quentin Tarantino to actually be in the same room as Bruce Dern 
it was very similar to how I felt when I was in the room with Michael Mann last year, even though it was a slightly disappointing legendary panel. To be in the room with Bruce Dern, Michael Madsen, with Kurt Russell, uh, with Quentin Tarantino up on the stage, and you just, that's a lot of talent up there. And also to know that Quentin was creating something from his heart, um, using um, uh, Ennio Marocchion's score from The Thing in the little sizzle reel which he did, which I recognised, which was right, and then he mentioned that Marocchion's actually doing the music for Hateful Eight, and I'm, yay! Um, that was really cool. And then it was the Joss Whedon uh, Dark Horse panel. Which, if you've not seen it on YouTube, or, I mean, I know it may seem like, oh, it's Joss Whedon talking for an hour. Fine. And you can, quite frankly, show up to watch Joss Whedon talk about Chris Packett for an hour, and it'll be entertaining. It's wonderful. It's brilliant. However, he then was presented with um, a CCI award uh, by David Glanzer uh, for his contributions to fandom and to Comic-Con. And that was just a really emotional moment, and I'm just so honoured that I was in the room to, to mm-hmm. share it with, with that. So for me, mm-hmm. that, that was that. Indeed, Brandon Troy's uh, picked up on that, and uh, Joss Whedon getting his Icon Award. Um, we've got Andrew English. Highlight was bumping into Robin Lord Taylor, who plays the Penguin on Gotham. <laughs> nice. Nice. A lot of people did bump into stuff. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um Brandon Troy, to jump off, Michael, my aunt volunteered for the first year attending and also commented on how impressed she was at how calmly people were at the Star Wars event, despite the number of people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very similar. Uh, Rick G, also choosing the uh, Star Wars panel. Um, uh, Liliana Brizano, uh, the highlight was definitely the friends I made during the Hull H line on Friday for the Saturday panels. Right, <laughs> let's get into this one then. Ah, he says, pulling up a chair. All H, <laughs> the NDL line. Now, this was uh, g- always going to be a problematic thing, and if we, I, I attended the talk back on the Sunday, they can't, they don't know how to solve this problem because at the end of the day, whatever solution they put in, and myself and Alyssa have talked about this, whatever solution they put in is a perfect solution. And then us attendees come along and ruin it for them. Because we have this delightful habit of doing that. Um, who went through, did anyone do the whole H-line this year? Uh, Katrina, Michael? Um, <laughs> well, I wasn't whole H for Saturday, for Friday for Star Wars. Um, we, we did some, you know, kind of line. Um, back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah. So I will say that my group started on Thursday at 4 a.m. for the Friday panels. Yeah. Um, I was actually still in line for Thursday to get my Hasbro exclusives when my, you know, group started, with you know, and then I was going to come and join them a bit later. So, yeah, it was about a 30-hour wait. Good grief. There's also... Just to kind of broaden this out a little bit, and so people understand, there was also a line, and Doctor Who 42, who was going to join us on this hangout, um, for the uh, the get the everything else line, that was starting up. Um, I-, I wanted to say on on Thursday, probably mid Thursday, that line would start. 
so you had those same kind of weights to get into the hall or ballroom 20 that you did for hall H without the assurance of wristbands. So there, there was a whole nother, um, I know a lot of people are focused on the wristbands because they didn't, you know, they didn't do the process very well, but, um, the, the, the everything else line was also coordinated and groups and people, you know, who can do this slot and who can do that slot. And the grouping was really what made it um, doable uh, in both of those lines, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, Katrina, did you do any of the uh, the lining up? Do you do any of the lining up nonsense? Of anything? Uh, no. of anything? Well, it's, it's less because, like, I, I'm pressed and more because I don't have like time to like I would have sat in the Star Wars line if I didn't have three interviews placed in between that time. So it's just that I don't I don't get the chance to even do it. So fair enough. I would have though. <laughs> With that panel I would have. Like they, no waving of a press pass could have gotten me into that panel anyway. So yeah. you know. I I turned around and said that I wasn't going to do the lining up thing. Um yeah. With the I, certainly with Star Wars, I just thought, I mean, yeah, I mean, I spoke to Kerry Dixon from the SDCC blog, and she was saying that they were hosting their Enchantment Under the Sea um, SDCC party on preview night, and a good group of around 20 to 30 people stood up and left at about half past 10 or something, and they just wondered where everyone was going. Is because they'd learned that the line had formed for uh, for Hall H. On the uh, the Friday, so a full like you say, a full two nights worth of camp. I know a bunch of other people who camped two nights for the Saturday. I camped very early from the Friday morning for the Saturday. It just took a lot of time out, and I don't see me doing it again. Uh, whatever happens in Hall H, I just don't see me doing the queuing up thing. I'm just going to attach myself to Katrina because she seems to get into all the fun rooms. Uh, so I'm going I'm going to do that. Um, I think that for myself, the, the, NDL, the NDL line and the kind of way, it, the thing it backfired on was the fact that in, before it was a case of um, seeing that there were unofficial lines forming. This created an official line, but it also gave people a space to line up early. Um, I think, I mean, a lot of people talk about the whole threat of taking somebody's badge off them, and I think we may have to start looking or I think someone's going to have to start looking at that uh, to police that. Because I think people need to start exploring the rest of the con, or there needs to be... Uh, listen, the one thing I took away from the um, talkback was they think about everything that we think about in terms of a way of solving the problems. Mm-hmm. And they just they, they try and do whatever they can as well. Uh, Liliana puts, uh, we did shifts in the NDL. We made sure that the people around us knew who we were in the group. We didn't want people to get upset when wristbands were being handed out. Uh, see what else we've got. Um, just looking at highlights now. Uh, my, uh, well, highlights, oh, it's the NDL line. My, this is Rick G. An issue with the NDL was that someone on the line would save them spot for 20 other people. This was even the issue with the disabled NDL. Now, I know that the official line was it was one person for five. Um, if you saw anything about uh, line cutting of that kind of number, uh, 20 people. I mean, did you, what's been the comment on the forum uh, about uh, the NDL line and 
group cutting and things of that nature? Um, I, to be honest with you, I haven't been keeping up with that one. Um, with all the technical stuff that I've been doing, I've been really pr primarily focused on that. I did notice, you know, a lot of people have been talking about exclusives. Um, uh, so it, it seems as though that a lot of the forum members are pretty happy with how our groups worked. Um, Doctor Who with the, uh, did the, the, as I said, the everything line, um, and I know TJ um, organized a bunch of us for um, uh, some some of the other lines, and and it worked out well. Whether or not people around us were unhappy at how many people joined eventually, I don't know. That never got brought up to me. Fair enough. Uh, let's have a look at uh, the highlights and lowlights. Lowlights of the con was camping out in the cold San Diego nighttime weather for two nights. Um, <laughs> listen, that's your call. That was entirely your choice. But quite frankly, um, just be very grateful. Be very grateful that you were camping out that weekend. In San and not, Diego. And not this weekend just gone. Yeah. Uh, because it's been, as we say in the UK, pissing it down. Um, so, yeah, it was slightly wet in San Diego uh, this last week. Um, so be very grateful that we kind of got the right weather for uh, for, uh, for our, our particular uh, event. Um, Charlotte Allen, uh, another low light in the next day line for the Sunday. Misha Collins came down on a pedi bike and stopped right beside me. I thought it would be a highlight until the fangirls crushed my things and broke one of the adult oh. swim barriers. Oh, Misha so Collins, what are you doing, man? Come on, Misha, get it together. God. <laughs> Misha should I didn't, do... wait, I have a quick little light that makes me really sad. Um, when I was... I was out by the Hall H line uh, on Saturday night, and so there weren't, like, a lot of people there, but there were, like, there was a couple there. And I don't, I hate to be, like, the childless person who judges, but two very young infants who were crying, and it was, like, lightly raining in line, and I, like, that really hurt to look at. And I hope stuff is done about that in the future. Because that was a really big deal, like, for me, those kids in the rain crying. Wow. Yeah, brought it down! Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not the only there one. To that, talk about. that really, like, if if I had to say it anywhere, I wanted to say it here because that really, like, that brought all the magic of Comic Con came like crashing down in that moment, and I had to like leave and go get like plastered because I was really like my heart was per like pulled inside out when I saw that. So oh, please stop bringing your babies to the Holy Shrine. Please stop. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I published a post this week from uh, Mark Serby, a uh, good friend of ours, who uh, was talking about his pet peeves, and he was talking about taking babies and very young children into Hall H, um, when it is just, it's a long wait, it's crowded, it's uh, it's awkward. So, yeah, I, I, I think... Um, <laughs> Lining up with them is a whole other ball game, um, <laughs> and it's really hard to see unhappy kids. Yeah. That yeah. I think is the 
the hard thing. I will say in in the mom's defense that I've been in situations with my, when my son was very young, and we're from northern New England, so we know how to deal with cold. Uh, we would mm-hmm. go down south, and people would be like, how can you bring your baby out in this cold weather? And mm-hmm. my son is like totally happy and into it, and he's warm and everything and they're freezing because they don't know how to deal with cold so there is something but if the kid's unhappy get them out of there why are you trying sure mm-hmm. I had a, a similar issue happen actually um, not quite the same but um, actually in the Mondo line and Alyssa was kind of there at the same time as me with yeah. uh, when they were selling Ant-Man and there was this family and they had two very small children and they were like you know, like they were trying to get their posters with everyone and they were, you know, like kind of crushed in, you know, and the kids were like crushed in. And everyone in the area was telling the parents, look, we know you're in line. Just take your kids, walk off to the side. And when, you know, like it spreads mm-hmm. out a little bit, just come back in. And they mm-hmm. just didn't they didn't even want to move. It was it was very odd i mean i, I mean I, I i also feel like why are you putting your kids in that situation but yeah. once everyone in the line is saying look walk off you know you're you're good then why keep your kids in that situation that's the other right. issue something that i, I noticed they, go on, oh, go on sorry. Uh, <laughs> i think that comic con is a, a you know it's a magical and wonderful place for kids to be like you know it's adult disneyland for us of course but like we've got a lot of little ones and i think that it's not only, like, the parents, but also the attendees, like, responsibility, us as adults, to, you know, make sure that these kids have a good time. Like, be mindful of where they are, and, like, if you have an exclusive, but that kid is the, and it's the last one, and that kid is the last person next to you to get that exclusive, it's time to make a really good decision in your life, you know? So, <laughs> you know, yeah, so it's just, like, I just, I just, you know, Comic-Con is supposed to be a really nice place for everybody, and, like, to see a kid seem dismayed or uncomfortable there, it just, like, tears me apart. Kitty Corp does a good job, too, and you could put mm-hmm. it in, put put the kids in, and they're pretty flexible. So you say, hey, I want a four-hour block sometime on Thursday. And, and uh, you know, yeah, it is expensive, but it's 40 bucks, and you you can lose your kid for four hours. You know, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't put it that way, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd be happy. I'm happy to kind of lose them for a, a few minutes, you know, while I enjoy the con. So I can stand in a line or go to Hall H, you know. And with, what with the bathroom passes in Hall H, it's easy peasy now. Mm-hmm. I was on the um, one of the booths uh, doing an interview, and I was looking down over the uh, exhibition floor, and I did kind of make the observation um, to the people I was talking to as well. They did seem that there were fewer kids at Comic-Con this year, and it did mm-hmm. seem like it was more the grown-ups. Did, um, did anyone spot that? Yeah, I noticed it. Yeah? I didn't notice. Okay. Yeah. Then again, Alyssa, Alyssa's laser-focused. You've got to understand this. She's uh-huh. fair enough. Yeah. She, yeah, and, you know, if there is a kid, it's usually in the way. Bang, out, move. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm I will. cool to see the children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't look down. I just look straight. <laughs> I will say that I haven't fielded as many questions this year about uh, the the standard question of how many kids can I bring in. You know, I, oh, can I bring in five kids on each adult? 
you know, so you end up with this pack of kids. I haven't mm-hmm. had that question very often, um, which, I mean, I can understand one or two per adult. That's cool. But, you know, when you start getting into the four and five and six, I start kind of cringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it was the lack of kids or the the. the, uh, the the lack of the decreasing number of kids, but also um, the decreasing number of cosplayers. Uh, yes. Seem to be less cosplayers yeah. this year. Yeah. It's just a hassle to bring a cosplay to, to mm-hmm. Comic Con. You don't. I mean, like it's it's a matter of like how your costume reacts to the crowd, and then of course being stopped like wherever you go. Because even if you're just like uh, a basic cosplayer and you and you look like the character, you're going to get stopped at Comic-Con. It's great for your confidence, but it's not good to see, you know, the convention with. I think it's also just a case of, um, uh, in the past, it's been people that have done uh, cosplay uh, are there to kind of make a, an impact, to make an impression. It's very difficult to do that when you've got the campus, people going further away from the convention center, and there's that many people. So I think it seemed to be fewer um, cosplayers this year. Um, so, okay. Um, a couple of comments coming in. Uh, the one person per five uh, rule on the NDL line was a rule that was actually created after the Thursday to Friday NDL Hall uh, H line. Oh. I didn't know that. So thank you very much indeed to Mark Vellas for that. Um, yeah. Um, my highlight, this is from Jesse Lynn, uh, my highlight was getting an Englishman in San Diego to sign my badge. Why? Um, the, 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 man, it, the man is a tool, and I understand that he smells as well. So I don't know why on earth you, you, you got excited about that. Um, what else we've got? Um, this, oh, but, but so people are talking about swag. Uh, in, Andrew English, I ended up with the Ant-Man... Uh, Damien Scream, the TV series, the uh, Hateful Eight, and Ash vs. Evil Dead freebie t-shirts. Still haven't seen the Ash vs. Evil Dead trailer yet, so that will be one of the things I will be doing once uh, this hangout is done, because everyone has been talking about that. Um, Andrew English is actually talking about um, one of the uh, the, uh, the lining up things. Travelling thousands of miles uh, for Comic-Con, because he comes from the UK. I will not queue up for Hall H or Ballroom 20 and miss everything else. It's a, it's a choice. It's a very, I think it's a very good choice. There is very, uh, good valid to that. Um, One of my highlights was the NASA panel. I mean, I know everybody's going on about the Star Wars, but it was those smaller panels, and I wish I had seen uh, the Vikings panel. Uh, you know, it's it's those small panels that um, I really find I enjoy the most. So I'm just dovetailing what Andrew's saying is like, yeah, more power to you. You know, get out of those ballroom twenty um, hall H stuff. And, she, um, just wanted, she just wanted to see the Vikings panel to get the free drinking horn. Don't let her lie to you. But hey, I picked it up on eBay. It was like forty bucks, you know. So I, I can, I'm, I'm okay with not spending half a day at con tracking down an exclusive and buying it off of eBay later on. I can't believe I'm going to say the words out loud, but uh, Michael, if you want to show off your horn, please. <laughs> The Viking sword. It's very cool. It is really cool. If, you, if you're able to pick one up for 29 30 you know, 40 bucks, 50 bucks somewhere, it's, it is amazing, especially if you like the show. There you go, uh, Michael. Um, Alyssa thinks your horn is cool. Um, right. 
uh, Rick G. And uh, mine. Mine is cool too. <laughs> I just am not drinking out of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Rick G. Funny thing at the Comic Con was that the Petco Interactive Zone. Again, I've not been over there. Why the hell not? Dark Scott Souls 3 were giving away self, free selfie sticks. <laughs> Sorry, that just tickles me uh, as well. Um, so, yes, that was particularly amusing. Uh, I heard about that. Um, talking about the uh, the weekend that's just gone, about how wet it was. Um, slightly wet. It was the wettest day ever in July in San Diego. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just been very grateful that we didn't have that. Can you imagine a Woodstock mud-drenched... Oh. Or oh. line, or oh. any, or even outside of the convention center, uh-huh. on the oh, oh dear lord, that's just something I don't even want to ever talk to think about. Uh, Charlotte Allen, I did. This was um, uh, uh, saying that uh, she had the issue or the problem with Misha Collins. Saying I did meet my, uh, Michael Rooker at the Walker Stalker Fan Fest, and he was such a nice guy. Let's talk about the offsites then. So, um, what offsite I did? Well, you did Nerd HQ. Um, I did. Uh, Alyssa, um, what was your experience with that? Um, when I when I went, the computers were down. So this is an RFID chip thing, and they couldn't activate my wristband. Um, there was a long queue for it, but once we the the few of us who identified ourselves as having a panel in the next thirty minutes, they they pulled us out of line and. Um, just rammed us through, uh, basically. Uh, it was very good. It was very intimate. I was in the fourth row. Loved it. Loved it. It seemed to flow well. Um, I didn't spend any time in Nerd HQ afterwards. I probably should have, but... <clears throat> I actually did get off campus, though, once. <laughs> hey! Considering that you wanted to go to Nerd, uh, Nerdist and... Um... Uh, Geek and Sundry, and you were wanting me to hold your hand, considering I didn't get over there. That was yes. ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, Katrina, I turned I... around in the gas lamp, so that's why I need somebody who knows. I had to have somebody lead me to the, the Game of Bloggers panel, and thank God you showed up and led me back to the convention center. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm the Pied Piper. What can I say? Yes. Um, <laughs> Katrina, I know that you do a lot of your the press stuff, but was there any off-site that you were able to get to? Oh, yeah, no, off-sites are, like, my favorite places in the world. Um, I really loved the Adult Swim on the Green presentation this year um, with the whole carnival setup where you could go compete in games and then win prizes and bring home, like, a giant stuffed horse. Like, I loved that. Um, the the FX Fearless you know, right next to it was pretty sweet, um, and they had free slushies from The Simpsons, um, and then they had they had different, like, houses set up that were kind of, like, horror houses, for each of the shows, like American Horror Story and uh, The Butcher's Daughter or something, I don't know. But it was really cool. I loved what was going on back there uh, the most. But, you know, uh, and then, like, the the Petco Interactive Zone was always, like, a lot of fun. We did laser tag there for Battleborn, and I watched a couple panels there, which was really cool because it was just, like, one-on-two conversations, and I sat down for uh, Elijah Wood and Chris Hardwick, which was pretty cool. Chris, right, Chris Hardwick were bloody everywhere. What? Yeah, right? I, I think there are three of him. It, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's just discovered the same machine that uh, Stan Lee has discovered to clone himself. It's the, it's the mm-hmm. only thing I can think about. Uh, so, yeah, fun and games. 
Uh, what about off-sites for you, Michael? Was there anything that you got to see? A little bit. I did the, uh, like, Katrina, the FX. Um, I walked a little bit around. I didn't go into the American Horror Story house, but I did the um, other thing, which I think was the Bastard Executioner, which was uh, pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. It was actually, like, a competition-type thing, and they had you do, like, three things. One was a... Uh, you know, those hammers on the bell thing, you have to hit it and hit the, be- you know, ring the bell. Um, another was like shoot an arrow to a dartboard and then was like a puzzle. And you actually went up against someone and the winner got, you know, a shirt, which was kind of nice. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing I did was I did the Game of Thrones experience right across from the Omni, uh, which was pretty fun. I liked it. Um, they had a few different things within there. One was, uh, they had like a green screen and it, w- it put you in a gif with um, like Drogon breathing fire on you. Another was like it took your photo and you got turned into a white walker. And then the last one was they took like a portrait photo and you went to like this interactive um, screen and started hit- whacking like hitting like targets on the screen, which then eventually formed your face in the- that they took the portrait of, which was pretty nice. Um, the one thing I didn't do, which I actually kind of wanted to do, and I never got around to it, mainly because it was too far away, and I was like, oh, I can't walk that much, was um, there was this, this is how it should have ended had the villain's pub set up, which oh, was a little yeah. bit far away, and I really should have just done it. That was my, that's the one offsite which I kind of re- regret not doing, which was the, the villain's pub. I uh, managed to get into that, and it was fun. Sorry, mate. Um, hate, to, hate to rub it in or anything, but no, it was great. In fact, from what I've been speaking to everyone, it was the absolute highlight of Comic-Con across the board, and anyone who didn't go that was wanting to go was seriously missing out. Um, oh, well. uh, yeah. Way to go, Will Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, there, um, is, there is a comment on um, that's on your on your page um, yeah. from Joe Pare about the the con that we hadn't read. I'm going to just go ahead and read it. I regret not going to more smaller panels. Missed one with my favorite author, or checking out the the exhibit hall, the entire exhibit hall. Uh, the Star Wars panel and Symphony were great will help me remember this year especially. Uh, it was nice to avoid lining up for exclusives. And I, I will second this this year. That my, Aside from the Legos, which I really wanted, um, it was really nice not to have to deal with uh, all of the exclusives across the board. And just coming back. I mean, I was able to fit everything into my suitcases. This is the first time. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I, I, I hear you on that one. Um, I think a lot of people um, I think have taken away from this con this year that it was a, a con of change, not uh-huh. only from CCI's perspective and what they're trying to do to make it a, a, a smoother affair, and they do continue to change, uh, do what they can to make it a smoother affair, um, but also from the um, attendees and about not only the change this year, but change next year, about what they're going to do to change... Uh, thing happening. Um, let's start wrapping things up then. Um, I think that I'm just going to put the question out to you then. Um, how you rate this con to previous cons that you've done and what your overall um, take on this year was. Um, Michael, uh, 
yes, no, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, sure, even, with, but... even without the villains pub, which you missed, and that was your mistake. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for for me, it was, it was a very good con. I I enjoyed. I still enjoyed myself a lot. I I felt that even though I may not have seen quite as much as I would have liked, I still got a good. Um, proportion of various things. I did some off-site. I did a lot of the exhibit floor. I did Hall H, you know, so I, I got my exclusives, so I, I, and I met and hung out with a lot of people, which, if you give me one more minute, I want to give you one really cool story, which you'll um, you'll, you'll, you'll really appreciate this. So Alyssa, so Alyssa mentioned Doctor Who. He's been on the forum for a few years now, and he organizes a lot of, like, the preview night breakfast, um, yeah. And a, and a few other things. Um, so I had met him, you know, we spoke last year, you know, went about our business, whatever, that's fine. And again, you know, this year again, he did his his business for Friends of CCI. And, you know, we spoke a little bit, but then getting our tickets on Wednesday, on Wednesday preview night, I, I had already gotten my ticket and I was actually – of going to get a, like a bite to eat, and he's walking past me, and I look around his neck, and he has a lanyard, and the lanyard has my company's name on it, and I'm like, Do you, what What are you doing with this? You know, lanyard? he's like, I work for the this company. We worked in the same building. We've worked <laughs> in the same building for the last five years, <laughs> and we we did not pass each other by. So I can tell you, I am now a very good new friend. Yeah. So that was one of my highlights. Kevin, Doctor Who 42 is is absolutely has uh, stood out in my mind as being one of the the uh, uh, bright points of the entire con for me with his uh, organization of the Everything Else line and his breakfast and and all that he organized and and all of that. He's just been a rock. He's a great guy. Excellent. Um, Katrina. Uh, go on then. I know that um, your con is slightly different to the rest of us in that you do a lot of the, the press stuff. But um, has it been a, a good con, bad con? Uh, yeah, I just I, I always leave with the feeling that I missed everything. Uh, and I, you know, I and the postponed question is like, ooh, but the the convention this year for me it was just it was easy to get around. Like I did my research this year, uh, so I was ready for most of everything. Um, and and I really like. I'm starting to, to love the idea of the campus and all of the off-sites because when I wasn't working, that's where I was. I went to, you know, the, the carnival. I went to Nerd HQ. I went to the off-site clubs, and, like, I just I love all of that. So I'm glad that, like, there's a real culture kind of growing around the convention now. Excellent. Okay. And last but not least, Alyssa. Uh, plus uh, good, bad, ugly? Um, it was very different, and that's why I'm not going to be able to say it, that it was better than last year or worse than last year. Um, it was entirely different, and I think that that's the key, is that if you find yourself not enjoying con, mix it up. There's plenty of other things to do, and, you know, that that goes for life, too. You know, if you're not <laughs> not happy where you are, make a change. And I now salute you, Buddha. For that uh, wise piece <laughs> of work there. Thank you very much oh. indeed. 
Did I do that again? Sorry. No, no. Moving on. So what was your highlight, Leonard? Okay, great. Um, Well, whether it was a plus or a minus, um, or the general con in general, I would turn around and say that it wasn't my favorite con, but I think that was just because I was just running around Uh trying to get things sorted. I've got one or two things in the pipeline now off the back of this, which may pan out to be very interesting. Um, I got to speak to some very interesting people. I got to interview some interesting people, got to interview um, the largest distributor of French comics um, who has now signed a deal with Comixology and I was completely under... (laughs) didn't know what on earth I was doing there uh, talking to this guy, but that was fun. Um, I got to speak to Funko finally and uh, make some uh, inroads in um, with Funko in terms of getting them to interact with the uh, the Hangouts. Um, got to speak to John Schnepp. I did an interview with him for his Death of Superman Lives, and that was my first real kind of interview in the in the field. So Katrina, I'm on your I'm on your tail now. I'm, catch, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm, play, I'm playing catch up. Oh, but, it's but fine. You can trust me. I'm I'm going after Chris Hardwick's position next. So I'm really <laughs> I am. I'm going to take you on for that. I'm sorry. Come on. Excuse me. You go up to the Hall H. No, excuse me. If you go, if you go up to the Hall H. Um, boot, the, uh, the 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 thing at the uh, to the mic, you're going to be like this. And sorry. Well, welcome to Hall H. I just go to the. See, I'm going to deal with that. Yeah, I, 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 I can figure this out. I'll wear yeah. heels. Okay, so what? I'll, yeah, I can just imagine. Yeah, please welcome the moderator for this panel, Katrina Dennis, and she brings out a box. And yes, and away. that'll be my shtick. That's why everyone's gonna adore me. Oh, bless. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, I think it's. I think we've all enjoyed it, but I think a lot of people have realised it's time to make things mix things up, um, because there's space and there's yeah. things to see to allow you to mix things up. So I think that's what I think we're all taking away from Comic-Con this year. Thank you very much indeed to my guests. Um, Michael, thanks uh, for joining us. Where can people find you online, sir? Uh, they can find me online, uh, Twitter, MLLNY, and that's my handle also at High Def Ninja, one of my other sites, and the newly rebranded FOCC. We are going to come round for that. We're going to come round for that. Um, okay. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, we are also going to be bringing Mike back again when it comes to New York Comic Con, which we are going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks. Um, oh, we've got thumbs up from Katrina. Are you heading to that? Yes. Very excited. We just put in our panel application, so Whoa. fingers crossed. Okay. Uh, fingers crossed for you on that one. What's the, what's the panel ho- hopefully going to uh, be? It'll be... Last year we did Women in Geek Media, and it was 4 p.m. on Sunday, and we had a standing room. So wow. we're going to go forward it again this year and try and get a better spot. Excellent. Very cool. Very nice. Uh, where can people find you and your work, then? Uh, you can find me anywhere on the Internet if you search for Okatrina. Uh, on MoviePilot, I'm moviepilot.com slash Okatrina. And you guys, if you really like Star Wars, can check out my other site, mossisleyunderground.com. I did not know about that one. I'm going to have to check that one out. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. And last but not least, Alyssa, thank you very much indeed for joining us. So go on then. Uh, You want to tell us about things and change and change and flux. 
we've done we've done a bunch of changes uh, behind the scenes. Moved to the new URL of friendsofcc.com uh, forward slash forum. Uh, trying to be more encompassing. Uh, we've also got a redirect for friends of Comic Con uh, if that's helpful, and a redirect, of course, for friends of CCI. So they all funnel back into the the friends of of CC site. Um, we are going to be doing um, a. a a new front page, and we're going to be branching out into content. Um, Chris Haggish has agreed to do the editing um, of the page, and hopefully we'll be bringing in a bunch of guest uh, people who uh, want to do a little bit of writing, branch out, you know, start stuff. Uh, some of the areas that I'd love to, that will be featured on this is um, reports from the con, um, links, links to the Hangout, of course. <laughs> I cannot. Um, also, hoping to do uh, the top threads of the past week. Um, depends if we can find a widget and, and Joe Pari can can uh, do the coding for me. That would be cool. Um, so that's that's what my, the next few days will be for me. There's also next week we're going to be you and I are going to be do. I'll be doing a little bit from the Boston Comic Con. I yes, wasn't. I wasn't able to get an interview uh, with any of their PR people, so and I don't know what the reception is going to be like, um, but I'll cross that bridge when I come to it, and, and you might just get still shots and be broadcasting from the hotel room. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, yeah. best of luck with that. Uh, exactly. Um, has anything changed with the Twitter and with the Facebook in terms of the um, The Twitter has not changed. Uh, that's a little bit more tricky because I do have so many followers. I'm, I'm a little hesitant to change that. I did change to an organizational um, a, a business website for the Friends of CC, Friends of CC site and hope to get new artwork up shortly. I'm finalizing the logo. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go for a new logo, guys, so get used to something different. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, so it's fun. Lots of changes are, are in the works, and, and hopefully they'll enable us to grow and reach more people. Brilliant. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. And for myself, uh, my name is Leonard Sultana, and you can find me at uh, Englishman SDCC on the Twitter. And if you search for Englishman in San Diego on in Google, you'll find me on all sorts of platforms, including YouTube and on iTunes. We would really appreciate if you could subscribe uh, to those channels because it will allow us to kind of uh, reach more people and let them know that we're here. There are going to be some changes to the Hangouts over the next few months. Uh, there are plans of what? Uh, so uh, just so if just do me if, just do me one favor. Everyone, just cross their fingers right now for me. Just, just. Just please wish, uh, send a wish in my direction. A couple of things on, on the, the back burner. Hopefully those will pan out. Thank I, you very much. Absolutely. Yeah. I, am, I am so hoping that things, that things come through. It's, um, you've told me a little bit of what may be happening, and if half of it materializes, it will be a wonderful thing. And you sure. can say, you saw us when. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see, we'll see how that pans out. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed to everyone who's jumped in on the Q&A. Um, I know that we haven't had a competition this week because we're still kind of finalizing some other bits and pieces as well. There hopefully will be a competition in the next couple of weeks in regards to Funko. Yes, they are good. They're, they're our friends now. They're, they're, they're our buddies. Uh, so hopefully some bits and pieces with that. 
thank you very much indeed for joining us. We're back again next week as we do another one, and uh, we're going to. I'll let you know what we're going to talk about. Let, let's, let's. No, I haven't. I'm still kind of decompressing from uh, a lot of other things, and yeah, it's been a long couple of weeks. But now it's time to crack on. We're definitely going to be talking about uh, future cons and NYCC on the way. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff to talk about. So do join us each and every Sunday for Talking Comic Con, an Englishman, uh, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Bye bye, everyone. Bye bye. Waving, waving, say goodbye. Two handed waving. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.